Yo, what's up? My name is Walt Anderson, and you're now tuned in to Denia Azure Radio. Awesome. Welcome, Walt. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I am great. So, you guys, the power of technology is amazing. I actually met Walt at Malik Youssef's birthday party virtually because my kids during the party, and he's like, you got it. So, got me my boy Walt. He's doing some awesome things. So I'm like, okay, cool. I look it up and I'm like, wait, you're like the lead singer of Cool in the Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you originally get into music? Originally? Oh, man, I, um, so as a, a lot of artists do, we started out in church. So I started out in church. My whole family's, they're singers and musicians. Um, my grandmother is a musician. She's a piano player. My grandfather's a pastor. So my dad kind of took, he, he was a, a pastor, a uh, minister as well. And he started to play the piano at a church that we were, we were attending as a family. So we all were in the choir singing, um, playing instruments. I played the drums while my dad played the, the, the piano. And um, so from there, I started to just pick up different little techniques from different musicians who came through the church that were visiting. Um, and then eventually I moved on up to the piano um, when my dad had transferred to another church and my pastor just let me kind of doodle and just be on the keyboard and just figure things out. You know, I wasn't that great, but I just was figuring things out and I started to pick up different songs by ear and on, and on the radio. And as the musicians would come, I would still get pointers and tips from them. And eventually I was playing for like one of the largest churches in our city. Um, to being, you know, uh, um, one of the most sought out musicians in, in, in my city after that, after a while. So I kind of just picked it up, you know, just just by other musicians that are way, way better than me, I, I, I think. <laughs> That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So what was one of the main things that your dad taught you as a musician? Wow, as a musician. Um, you know, yeah, he taught me how to, I guess, be consistent. And, and he was always practicing and always practicing his craft. And I would notice that. And, you know, like I said, he was a minister, too. So it was just it was more than just music. It was just seeing him study and, and, and study, you know, the, the Bible and study the word and come up with his sermons. And he was very, like, creative in how he would put his sermons together and things like that. So. Whatever he put his his set his mind to, or whatever he set his mind to do, he always took it very seriously, and always put a hundred percent into uh, um, into it, you know. And and it was very dedicated, and and always practice, practice, practice. So I, that's one thing that I really learned is just to kind of stay focused and stay practicing and stay um, nurturing and and building and and um, perfecting your 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 craft so that's that's one of the biggest lessons i learned from him awesome and walt anderson lead singer cool and the gang is my guest here on tonight azure radio what would you say has been one of your biggest obstacles when it comes to doing music wow one of the biggest obstacles. I, I i would say um so i'm a creative person and I'm, you know, and as a lot of creatives might, I, I feel have this problem <clears throat> trying to find um, who you are, like 
because I, I create like, and it doesn't just mean music. Like I create a lot of things. I like building things. I like art. I like um, music, obviously. Um, so I like just putting together something from scratch, no matter what it is like. And as far as musically, um, that was one of the biggest, biggest challenges for me, I would say, is just like trying to find your own voice, like who you are as an artist, because and a writer, because I'm, I'm mainly a writer, I would say, than a, a performer. Well, maybe. I think writing is my my biggest passion. So um, when you're writing songs, you know, you're not always you're not always writing for yourself. I write female songs. I write male songs. I write country songs. I write R and B, pop, like so. Trying to figure out, okay, I'm writing all these songs, but then now it's time for me. You know, now it's time to write something for me or pick out some songs that I feel like I want to sing or I want to perform. It's hard to really kind of do that. You know, I feel like it's you know finding your own your own way, finding out who you are as an artist and what you're going to present to the world as yourself and um, that was kind of a struggle for me for a while to figure that out and I finally realized man just being authentic and being yourself and telling your own story is really where it starts and you can begin to you know create an audience from that so what is your favorite genre to write music for wow uh favorite genre that's a hard one um that's a hard one. That's a very hard one. I can't really say. Um, but if I had to pick, um, probably would just be R&B. I'm just a true R&B fan. I just love R&B. I love how it touches the depths of your soul. Like, that's you know, it's, it's soulful. It's soulful music. And um, I really love writing R&B music. Now, I, I enjoy pop music. I enjoy writing country music, too, because they all have their own particular styles and their own particular uh, ways of delivering the message, which I really love. Um, but, you know, I guess R&B is just, um, you know, my favorite, I would say, if I had to pick. <laughs> it's interesting that you said R&B because now some people are still saying that R&B is dead. Um, yeah. So what what do you have to say about that? R&B will never die. Um, I understand what they're trying to say. Um, the old R&B... What of what it, the R and B that it used to be, you know, what R and B used to be is not here, um, and I think it'll swing back around, um, like all things do. I believe they swing back around, but um, R and B's here. It's just different. It's just an, it's just sounds a little bit different than what people are used to. But you listen to um, all the songs you hear that are out there, even the rap songs that are doing like melodic um, things within their vocals, like. It's still here. It's just here in a different way. And and as far as what we're talking about, that's changed too a bit too. But there are still people that are talking about love and you know things things that matter <laughs> um, in relationship. But I don't think R and B ever went away. It's just that we're just not familiar with how it's changed and we're not accepting of the change. And I'm always like, I've always been told, hey, just do what you do and find a way to fit in and and adapt with the times, you know, so I'm not hating on anything that's out there right now. Um, I'm just trying to figure out a way to fit in and keep it moving with, with, with everybody else. Absolutely. And Walt Anderson, lead singer of Clone the Gang, is my guest here on Denia Adore Radio. Speaking of adapting to change, 
how in the world did you get connected to Cool in the Gang? Yeah. This was like like this is an iconic group. Yeah. Um, like, like were you around when they were popular? Because you seem pretty young. So no. I don't <laughs> Yeah, so they were they've been around since the 60s. I was born in 82, so no, I was not around. But um so what what they do is they they had when I joined the band, they had four original members. And um, but throughout the years they 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 have they have a big show. So it's a big live show. It's a, horn players and guitar players, singers, keyboardists, drummers, you know, percussionists. So they have a lot going on on stage. So other than the four members that were originally still left when I joined, there was a bunch of other musicians that, you know, weren't from the original Cool in the Gang, obviously, and a few singers as well. Um, the original singer hasn't been there since maybe I think the 90s. Um, which is JT Taylor, who's singing all the songs that you guys know, Celebration, um, you know, Cherish and all that. So um, so the way it happened for me, being one of those musicians, um, I was introduced to the group through a, a friend of mine, which we call each other brothers, it's my bro, Sky Dennis. And he happened to be kind of uh, related to one of the Cool and the Gang managers. So he was at an event or at a at a, a reunion or something like that. And he had presented my CD and let him hear it. And they he, they heard it. And the management at that point uh, wanted to meet with me as far as managing me as an artist and a songwriter. So I had nothing to do really with Cool in the Gang, but they just happened to so manage Cool in the Gang too, because they're all related. And um, at one of our meetings, dinner meetings, um, when we were talking about, you know, the artists, thing and a, and a writer thing um they had mentioned before the meeting was over hey i'm gonna send you an email and this is a song that cool and the gang's been working on they don't have any lyrics to it see what you can do to it and i was like okay cool so i went home put something to it saying i had a little studio at my home house sang some stuff to it wrote some stuff to it sent it back and they uh ended up sending me something else you know, they say, oh, that's good. That sounds good. Here's another one. So they sent another one. And then after that one, I sent it back. And then I got a call from the management. And he said, uh, hey, Ronald Khalis Bell wants to meet you. And he's the founder, one of the founders of Cool and Again. And the saxophonist. And um, I was like, okay. He's like, no, he really he really loves what you you were doing to these tracks. And he really wants to meet with you. So I was like, all right, cool. So we went uh, to Jersey and met with him at his house. And uh, you know, I was in awe. He was had all the the plaques and the grand and the Grammys and the Soul Train Awards and showing me all the, all of accomplishments. And we had some 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 lunch. And then he sat me down and said, Hey, man, um, you know, we really love the stuff that you're doing. We love your writing style and your your voice. And he said, I'm going to lay it to you like this. We can, you know, we could use these songs. You can sell them to us. We're working on some music and we're trying to put something out. He said, or you can uh, do these songs yourself and travel the world with us. He's like, uh, take some time and think about it. <laughs> so it didn't take me that long to think about it. I thought about it for a little bit, called him back and was like, hey, I'm in. So um, from there, I performed all over the world, man, for, for maybe about the next five years. And um, they took they took me all around the world about three times. So um, they do a hundred shows per year. Um, 
in the U.S., out of the U.S. It was just it's an awesome experience. And um, I got a, the opportunity to write one of their first singles that charted in over a decade, which was called Sexy, Where'd You Get Yours? So that went to Billboard on number 15, R&B adult Billboard. And um, from there, last year, no, yeah, two years ago, I wrote, uh, they released a um, album that I'm writing. They released 10 song album that I'm, I'm writing and singing all 10 songs. So um, it's been a great experience. You know, now I, um, I haven't been traveling with them for the 100 shows per year. But uh, every now and then I'll do a show with them here and there. Last thing we did was uh, in London about a, a month and a half or two ago. So That's we still keep in touch. Yeah. That's so dope. So yeah. you've traveled all over the world. What has been your favorite country to visit so far? Wow, I, I get this question a lot, and it's, this is a hard one too. Um, it's it's hard because when we travel, we don't always get to enjoy the places we travel to. So, like for instance, like we I might have been to Paris with them five times but only really seen it once, you know? Um, so that was a good experience to see Paris, um, Eiffel Tower and things. Um, but I wanna say the the best experience I prob probably had was going to Africa because I just never imagined myself being able to go to Africa um, and especially going to Africa under conditions that we went, you know, with Cole the gang, we're performing in front of tons of people that are <laughs> excited for us to be there. So that was just a surreal, um, moment for me that uh, we did Mozambique, Kenya, and uh, Uganda. And that was like, it was just amazing because it was amazing to see your people, you know, in a, in a big crowd like that chanting for you from the motherland, you know, because believe it or not, most, most of the Cool in the Gang shows are predominantly um, white and Caucasian. They're not really uh, a huge um, African-American audience um, because I guess, I don't know why they made the music crossed over and it just, it just transcended through a lot of different, uh, audiences, but, um, you know, we, there must've been a handful of shows where it was predominantly black that we went to. One of them was Africa. Um, but the rest, man, the, the, the other, um, the other, uh, cultures love Cool and Gang's music, man. You'd be surprised what the crowds look like when, when you're, when you're out there. That actually is very surprising. I was like, wait, what? You yeah. think that they're yeah. predominantly uh, African-American, but wow, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Now they had, um, um, before they had a lead singer, they had a bunch of uh, like instrumental hits um, and chants, things like that, you know, like Jungle Boogie. And um, I'm, I might not be too good on my history with this, but like, I don't know if it came out before JT Taylor or not, but like songs like Jungle Boogie um, are more of a, like a chant song, you know, where they they had a, a problem. I think they had more of their, they, they, that's where they built their black audience. Um, and then when they got the singer, then they totally um, took it to the next level. And, and that's what that's why they're traveling all, all over the world right now, over 100 shows per year. So they have a such a mixed audience and it's, it's beautiful to see. And I think what's so awesome about that is that a lot of people nowadays, they're, they're not focused on being timeless. Right. This group made it very clear right. that they were going to be timeless. Yeah. Because you hear their music and movies 
and television. Oh yeah, commercials. Yeah, can't go anywhere like without hearing. I'm walking to the airport to the next show, and they're just playing mm-hmm. a celebration or yeah. watching a movie or just everywhere. You just can't get away from it. And they're the most sampled band of all time. So that um, yeah. So they, I mean, you're, we're we're I'm listening to music and songs that man that that are their samples and. A lot of us don't even know it, you know. I've, I've got. Well, at, at first, I was like, "Wow, that's cool." Thing. Well, now I just, I don't even say anything when I'm around peers and I hear a, music, a sample because it's just so much, and I feel like I'm bragging at that point. So I just let it go. But they're, they're. I'm watch. I mean, any anywhere I go, I just, I, they're always playing somewhere, and it's, it's amazing that they've uh, been able to do that with their, you know, their careers and be in this games for as long as they have been over fifty years. Absolutely. And Walt Anderson, lead singer of the Cool and the Gang, is my guest here on Denier's Your Radio. Well, one thing that I can promise you for sure is when this interview drops, we will be giving flowers to you and Cool and the Gang. So you guys will be getting two hours of your music in the morning, two oh, hours yeah. of the music in the after, in the evening. Awesome. That's awesome. Great. That's a great. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, um, it's and it's, it's so great to be able to to connect with you. We actually interviewed uh, Robert Bell uh, a few years ago. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Charles, uh, Charles Nesson, the owner of the Robert, Robert Bell, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, yep, that's actually cool, the namesake. Yep. Yep, so, yes, yeah. So, 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 so it's a blessing to be able to connect with you, for sure. So how did you get connected to Malik Yusuf? Oh, so um, years ago, I uh, connected with a friend of mine named Jason and um he um me and him were working on a artist a Korean artist named Seven um this was before like the whole Korean pop world became like big over here and they were just trying to do it then so I wrote like a bunch of songs for Seven and then um another group we we were working on was called Big Bang and they're both in Korea they're big, big they're both were big artists uh, in their day in Korea. And um, that was maybe like going on 20 years ago, maybe 18, 18, maybe plus years ago. So fast forward till now, um, I moved to California. That was in Pennsylvania, by the way, Philadelphia. Well, that's where I'm from. Um, Coatesville, Westchester, PA, but near Philadelphia. So that's where I link with Jason at. And then fast forward, we kind of just lost touch, but we will always remain friends. He moved to California, and um, I ended up moving to California and connected with him. And um, like I said, about 15, 15 years ago, whatever. And um, so fast forward to now, he has a few restaurants, my friend does, and I got invited to one of the events over there at the restaurant. And um, it just happened to be Malik's um, birthday over there that they were celebrating. And Jason's been telling me about Malik for a while, but I never got to like connect with, you know, connect with him when Jason was meeting up with him. So it just so happened that I was just at this event, like helping my friend with the sound system. And it would just happen to be Malik's event. And that's how I kind of met Malik. So I met Malik that night, that that night at his birthday party. Wow. Yeah. So um, been been trying to meet him for a long time, actually, but that I had no idea it was his party that I was coming to to help out with the sound system. So that's <laughs> that's how that happened. So. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. 
and that shows how the universe works because that's so so we will so i met you the same day that you met malik that is pretty awesome yeah yeah that's crazy yep oh my goodness yeah you, you definitely have to come in the back his camp one time and just you know just hang out and see what we do for sure yeah that'd be awesome i'm i'm excited i'm excited to really connect with you know everybody so be awesome definitely definitely so what's next for your career are you working on an album for yourself or what's going on right now um i took like a little break for a while um after i moved and um after i kind of transitioned from singing lead uh permanently full-time um and i transitioned uh for a while and now I'm actually back at it. So um, I'm just writing. So I'm just writing music. Um, I'm writing for myself. I'm writing for other people. Um, I'm also writing for some potential movie projects, some some potential TV projects. So right now it's just like, I'm just laser focused on writing as many great songs as I can so that I can get them placed, um, you know, where they need to be, where they, their wherever their home is gonna be. So I'm just like, let's get in the bag, let's let's write some great music and then throw some darts and see what sticks. So that's really my focus right now. Um I don't have any solidified plans on releasing anything or right now it's just about getting in the studio and writing. I love it. Yeah. Do you mind giving a quick sample of your amazing voice for our audience? Oh oh sure I didn't plan on it but <laughs> um let's see what can I say. I love you forevermore, more than you can look out for. And I've given you the most love that one could ever give. And that's not even half of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, AI can't do that. Just so <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. I'm super excited for everything that you have coming up. So what is one piece of advice that you can give to up-and-coming artists? Oh, man. Um, one piece of advice I can give to up-and-coming artists is to just be persistent um just always work on your craft like always be true to yourself always be real always believe that's a big one believe in yourself um and be realistic about uh your goals and your dreams and have a vision um because if one thing that's really really important is is if you don't believe in yourself then nobody else will you know and you have to have that confidence within yourself and that belief system within yourself to make others others latch on to what it is you're trying to do and where you're trying to take your dreams and your visions so if you don't have that down then you know you're kind of like cutting yourself short because nobody else is going to follow you if you're not leading them um to where you're going so definitely believe in yourself and whatever it takes to get your belief stronger maybe you don't believe that that strongly in yourself i've been there before where you know you always 
have that thing in your mind, like, oh, believe in yourself, believe in yourself. But then you get discouraged and then it's like, man, you start doubting yourself. It's like, man, am I good enough? Am I, um, is this for me? Should I be trying to do something else? And it's like, that's the moments where you go in and you really assess and, and, and really work on what it is you need to strengthen so that you can build that belief muscle back up or build that belief muscle stronger, you know? So, um, so that's one thing I would, I would say to up and coming artists, um, um, just, just don't give up, you know, never give up. Just, just keep, keep being persistent. I mean, that's really all I can say. Cause I've, I've been, that's what I've been doing from the beginning. I've, I've haven't always had success. I've had a lot of people say this, but yeah, I've had way more no's than yeses. Um, my career has blossomed a lot later, later than others, you know, but I always kept believing, I always kept staying focused on what I'm doing and my goals. And the more you keep building at it and every day, the stronger it's going to get, the bigger it's going to get, you, you know, you're putting a little effort in every day, it's going to get bigger. It's just like practicing an instrument, you, see, you know, it's like, you don't put the time in, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So you put the time in, you put the effort in, you're going to get better. You're going to get better and better. And then you're going to believe and believe and believe even more a month from now, a year from now, you know? So that's, that's my advice I would give. Absolutely. And learn the business too. That's another big one. Man, please learn the business. Yeah, don't let everybody. I've, I've been there too, taking advantage of, um, not knowing a lot of different things with contracts and the business, and kind of getting screwed over, or getting getting uh, trapped and stuck in some situations. Um, it definitely pays to to learn and study. Like we have the internet. There's no reason we can't look up something or got a contract in front of us, can't look up a word and, you know, figure out what this means. And that means like definitely learn, 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 be an open book. Absolutely. So when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, uh, when it's all said and done, I just want people to just remember my legacy as someone who's just created meaningful music um one who's who's created something that um helps people get through whatever it is that they've they're going through you know like i have i love doing all types of music but um i really love connecting i really love making like, like writing ballads and or, or songs that have meaning, songs that get people through things, get people through struggles, get through people through relationships, make people think a different way. Um, so I would like to be remembered for that. And um, and just get getting through tough times, get through happy times. You know, like when we perform, uh, we, we do like, we have like different sets, you know, we have like a 30 minute set, 45 minute set, hour set, and it's like, they're all the same, you know, for the most part. And we travel the world, do the same set, same set. And sometimes you get out, you get there and you don't feel like really performing that day or or you're sick or you're down. But I tell you, every time we step on stage, it's like a, a burst, like a rush. Like we always say, man, we're here to make somebody happy. Let's go make somebody happy today. So it, it becomes less about us at that moment and more about who we're performing for. And it's like, I look at it like a hospital. It's like, you know, everybody out in the audience, 
they're all there for different reasons, but they're here, they're there to see us perform and make them forget about whatever it is that they just went through. You know, they lost someone, they might've lost a child, they lost a family member, they lost a, they got divorced, you know, um, um, anything, you know, or they're, or they're celebrating, they're celebrating a birthday or they're celebrating life or, you know, it's whatever it is, they're there all for different reasons and we're there to just make them happy. So that's what I wanna leave behind, like, yo, I made people happy or I got people through rough time. Like they can look it back and see and listen to the music and always have it forever, whether I'm here or whether I'm gone, they'll always be able to push play and, and hear hear me one day and what, what, and remember the time that I got them through. Definitely. So what's on your playlist? Oh, on my playlist? I, you know what? Um, I usually don't have a lot on my playlist. I'm usually just trying to create music of my own. But I did recently put something on my playlist, which is Robert Glass, Glasper, um, his latest project. And um, I'm loving that right now. I'm just listening to that. Um, I'm actually coming up with, uh, I'm working with some people in the television world who put me on to, to this latest album because they wanted to create some things that were similar in feel to one of the records. So um, I've been listening to a lot of the other records um, in the meantime. And so that's actually on my playlist right now. That's awesome. So go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you. Mm -hmm. Book you and follow you. Yeah, so um, Walt Anderson Music, that's pretty much everything. Um, so at Instagram, it's Walt Anderson Music. Um, um, Facebook, same thing. Website, same thing, waltandersonmusic.com. Um, you can literally actually go there and just find all the other ones. Uh, they'll connect you to everything. So waltandersonmusic.com, and you'll find everything from there. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's it. Awesome, Sauce. Thank you so very much. I truly appreciate you. Oh, uh, you're welcome. And I can't wait to see more from you and hear your music in movies, television, and all over the world. Me too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I so appreciate you having me.